0: Is there anything that we can really hope for? Where in the world are we headed? Where can we go for safety? Where can we find peace? I'll answer those questions and more. My name is Chris Holland and Unlocking Bible Prophecies, Digging Deeper starts now. Friends, we have been on quite the journey together as we've studied the second coming. Now, if you've missed any of the episodes of Unlocking Bible Prophecies Digging Deeper, you can go to the website www.awr.org forward slash Bible. And there you can find a link to all the archived episodes. Along with that, you'll find a link to the Unlocking Bible Prophecies Masterclass taught by Cami Uthman. In addition to that, you can ask a question online, or you can make a prayer request. Now, I don't want you to forget. Make sure when you go to awr.org forward slash Bible to register. When you register, it will give you the benefit of receiving an invitation to be a part of our Facebook group family of. Unlocking Bible Prophecies members, and it will also give you exclusive invitations for other resources and live events. As we begin our study, I want to go back several years. There's a man by the name of Howard Carter. Howard Carter was an English archaeologist who was seeking for what was the seemingly impossible find. There in Egypt, Howard Carter was searching for the tomb of a young king. That king was Tutankhamun common. Howard Carter had spent years looking for this lost tomb. And in 1922, when finances were waning, Carter was on to a lead. And that lead, he thought, would bring him the success he had so long sought after. And there, in a moment of hopelessness, Howard Carter, in fact, found the tomb of Tutankhamen. So he contacted his financier, Lord Carnarvon, and he waited for his arrival. When Carnarvon arrived, he and Carter descended the steps of the site of Tutankhamun's grave in the Valley of the Kings. Carter made a small breach in the entryway, and there he peered in. I want you to listen to his words as he described what he saw. At first... I could see nothing, the hot air escaping from the chamber, causing the candle flame to flicker. But presently, as my eyes grew accustomed to the lights, details of the room within emerged slowly from the midst. Strange animals, statues in gold, everywhere the glitter of gold. And as Carter was looking in. He was absolutely stunned by what he saw. He was amazed. And then listen as he continues to describe what happened next. For a moment, an eternity it must have seemed to others, I was struck dumb with amazement. And when Lord Carnarvon inquired anxiously Can you see anything? It was all I could do to get out the words. Yes. Wonderful things. Think about it for a moment. Wonderful things. Gold. Statues. Coffins. All kinds of jewelry and articles. Are these wonderful things. Can such things bring us any happiness or hope? Do the riches of gold and precious stones offer hope for this helpless planet that seemingly is spiraling out of control? My friends, no. There is only one hope, and that hope is found in the precious words of Jesus Christ in John 14, 1-3 let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. You know, the Bible also says in First Corinthians chapter two and verse nine: but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. My dear friends, I want you to ponder this for a moment. As you think about heaven, heaven is more than you could ever imagine. Take a moment. I want you to think back. I want you to think back to the happiest time you've ever experienced in your life. Do you have that image in your mind? Do you have that event in your mind? My dear friends, here's the reality heaven will outdo whatever the happiest moment in your life was you see the bible tells us that we ought to be looking forward looking forward to something more than temporal happiness second peter chapter 3 and verse 13 has the following words to say nevertheless we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. You see, friends, heaven is not some make-believe world. The Bible says God's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. So heaven is a very real place. In fact, the last book of the Bible, Revelation The book of Revelation and in chapter 21 describes, describes heaven. Revelation chapter 21. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. My dear friends, it's no make-believe place. Heaven is no fairy tale. It's a real place for real people to live with Jesus Forever. The Bible is clear. Sin, suffering, pain will all be over with. The sorrow of the past, the heartache of the past will be gone. My dear brothers and sisters, my friends, there have been men and women of faith throughout time who have looked. For that day, they have looked forward to the coming of Jesus Christ. They looked, they looked forward to that day because the sad, sad state of affairs on this earth, the sad state of sin would be over and heaven would be their home. The Bible speaks of the patriarch Abraham and the hope that he had for a new heaven and a new earth. In the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 10, the Bible speaking of Abraham says the following. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 10. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. See friends, there is a real place, heaven. And heaven, the builder and maker of heaven is God and he's made it for you and he's made it for me. Friends, there are many things that I do not know but I know this for sure. There's a better land coming. I know for sure this world is not my final home. This world is not our home. When we have COVID-19 And it kills hundreds and thousands and hundreds of thousands of people. This world is not our home where there's terrorism. This world is not our home where innocent men, innocent women, and innocent children are dying. My dear friends, I know deep in my heart, this world is not my home. This world is... Not our home when a parent gets a call about a teenage son or daughter that has died in an auto accident. This world is not our home when an individual goes into a school and shoots school children. There must be something better. This world is not our home. My dear friends, I have done the funeral of a 14-year-old girl who died of leukemia. This world is not our home. My friend, doesn't your heart cry out for something better? This world... It's not our home. All you need to do is browse the news and it lets us know that this place is not our final home. A place of politics that are polarized. A place of governments taking advantage of people. A place where governments persecute their people. My dear friends, God has a better plan. You were created for something better. This is not our home. Heaven is our home. Heaven is our hope. I want you to listen to the promise. The promise of the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 21, verses 2 through 4. Revelation chapter 21, verses 2 through 4. Listen to what the apostle John wrote as he sat on the island of Patmos, a prisoner And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. The Bible says in Revelation 21:2, I, John, saw the holy city, the New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. You see, my dear friends, our home is with him. Our home is with God. He made us, he created us, and he wants us to be with him. He takes this earth that is hopeless and helpless, and he makes it all over again. I want you to imagine with me for a moment what it will be like in a place where there is no more death, where there's no sorrow, where there's no crying and no more pain. I want you to imagine a place of perfect harmony. Do you sense your heart longing to be there? The Bible describes the heavenly city of Jerusalem, where we'll live. In Revelation chapter 21, verses 12 and 13, the Bible, going on to describe the city of Jerusalem, says this. Also, she had a great and high wall with 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates and names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Three gates on the north, east, west, and south, all symbolizing the perfect unity of the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, on each side, all making an invitation to come through the gates. The way has been paved by Jesus Christ, who is the way They are to come from every corner of the earth. The gates are wide open for you. The gates are wide open for me. And he's not trying to keep anyone out. And the names of the sons of Jacob, the tribes of Israel are written there. And I want you to think about that for a moment. Their names are written there. And you read the stories of the sons of Jacob. They were liars. They were murderers. They were cheats. And in any court of law, they would be convicted. Yet their names are on the gates. Because all of them had a faith where they asked for forgiveness of their sins. And they trusted in Jesus Christ. And my friends, what this does is it gives us hope. It gives us hope that those who walk through those gates are individuals who have been saved by the grace of Jesus Christ. They were sinners redeemed by the grace and mercy of God. Just as the sons of Jacob were sinners redeemed by the grace and mercy of God. Revelation 21 goes on in verse 14 and it says this: these words. Now the wall of the city had 12 foundations and on them were The names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. I want you to think now. The 12 apostles, all of them imperfect men. Peter, the denier. Thomas, the doubter. The sons of thunder. James and John who desired a high place of authority. But all of them, Sinners saved by the grace of Jesus Christ and their names there on the foundations are indicators that we too can enter into that city because just like the apostles who were sinners saved by grace, we too are sinners saved by grace. God wants us to know if they can make it, so can we through our trust in Jesus Christ you, my dear friend, can enter through the gates into the city because that place is your home through and by the grace of God. Maybe today you feel unworthy. My dear friend, whatever you've done, his grace can forgive you. Whatever you failed in, His grace can transform you. He can make you into a new man, into a new woman, into a new child. The Bible. The Bible even describes the measurements of the city in Revelation 21, 16. Revelation 21, 16 says, the city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with a reed. 12,000 furlongs. Its length, breadth, and height are equal. A furlong is an old measurement of about 185 meters. 12,000 furlongs all the way around would be about 550 kilometers on each side. And there was a mathematician who once measured out these dimensions and he began calculating that the New Jerusalem could house easily about 2 billion people just with a one-floor building. My dear friends, if we use the magnificent, multi-story building structures, the possibilities of the number of people that could be in the city are endless. What's the point? My friends, there is room for you. There's room for me. Jesus himself said, I go to prepare a place for you. The book of Philippians, chapter 3 and verse 20 says this. For our citizenship is in heaven. Friends, our citizenship is not in any country of this world. Our citizenship is in heaven. It's a perfect place. Of perfect peace. Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 33 and verse 24 Describes this perfect place with these words Isaiah chapter 33 and verse 24. This is what the Bible says. And the inhabitant will not say, I am sick. The people who dwell in it will be forgiven their iniquity. Can you imagine that? Imagine for just a moment no more cancer no more heart disease, no more COVID-19, no virus of any type. The Bible says that we will have sickness no more. We, we will have no more pain. Isaiah 35 goes on to describe this wonderful place in verses five and six. Notice what it says. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. The ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the dumb sing. For the water shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The eyes of the blind will be opened. The deaf will hear. Those with physical ailments will leap like deer and the person who cannot talk will speak. Can you imagine the excitement and the joy? What rejoicing there will be on that day. Rejoicing, running, leaping. Our bodies will be filled with perfect health. My dear friends in heaven, there will be a new life and a new strength that flow through our bodies because we will have a new body that has new life. Heaven is our hope. Heaven is our hope in this helpless world. You know, we read earlier that the Bible says, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. My dear friends, there won't be any midnight phone calls telling you that a mom or dad, a son or a daughter has had a terrible accident. There won't be any more violence. War. War will no longer exist. Weapons will be put down. The Bible the Bible describes even more wonder of this place in Isaiah chapter 65 and verses 17 and 21 and 22. Isaiah 65 verses 17, 21 and 22. Listen to what the Bible says. For behold, I create. New heavens and a new earth. And the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. And then verse 21. They shall build homes and inhabit them. them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. And verse 22. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. You see, the Bible seems to describe, my dear friends, that we will have a city home in the new Jerusalem, which Jesus has built for us. This is what he talked about in John chapter 14. But then the Bible seems to indicate in Isaiah 65 that we will build our own home in the country. It will be ours to build, not someone else's. We will grow lush gardens. We can build our dream homes. I want you to think about it. I want you to think about all the great architects that have existed through the ages who have had a faith and trust in Jesus Christ and as committed Christians have ended up in heaven. And there you'll be able to talk with them and design your dream home. And together, we'll build that home as a community of faith that loves one another. The Bible says they shall build homes and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. You see, another amazing thing about heaven, my dear friends, is going to be the fellowship. It's going to be the friends. I want you to think about some of the great people of faith throughout history. We will be able to spend time with them and meet them Matthew chapter 8 and verse 11 describes this. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 11, the Bible says this. And I say to you that many will come from the east and west and sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. I want you to imagine for a moment with me. What would it be like to sit down and talk with Noah? Noah. How would you like to sit and talk with Moses? Who's your favorite Bible character? Maybe you wanna talk to John the Baptist. Maybe it's Peter, maybe it's John, maybe it's King David. But when it's all said and done, and as you think about all those characters, above all of those things, in all the beauty and perfection of heaven, there is one reason above all others. There in heaven, you will have the chance to sit down with Jesus face to face. There, you'll be able to, to meet him, the one who died for your sins. There, you'll be able to see him, who has the eternal scars in his hands, his feet, and in his side. Those scars will serve as a a reminder of the great sacrifice he made to save us as a people. I want you to imagine for a moment that there you're sitting with Jesus and he talks about how much he loves you. He talks about how much you're worth in his eyes. He begins talking about how he would have died for you if you were the only one that he needed to die for. And there Jesus begins to share how he's been anxious. Anxious for each of us to be with him in heaven. And there as we sit at his feet and we listen to him and we talk with him we will feel a love and an acceptance like we've never felt before. The Bible says in Revelation 22, verse 4, they shall see his face and his name shall be on their foreheads. They shall see his face. You see, we fall at the feet of Jesus and with the angels and all the rest of the redeemed, we sing those words, worthy, worthy, worthy is the lamb who's been slain forever and ever and ever. There in heaven we sing praises to his name. Can you imagine the conversations that we will have with Jesus? Jesus will walk and he will share and show with us all of his creation and he will talk about how he has made each of these things, especially for his people and especially for you. He'll say, do you see those flowers there? I made these flowers as I thought of you. He'll walk through the the fields of grain and he'll pick some grain and he'll say, as you taste this, I made this grain just for you. There's no other variety like it in the world. The flowers, the trees, the fruit, everything else he shows you. Helping you understand how special you are to him. I want you to imagine this, friends. Can you picture it in your mind? You know, I can imagine that we would just have one reaction. And that will be to fall at his feast and cry and say, Jesus, all I need is you. I don't, I don't need the flowers in the field. I don't need the grain. Lord, all I need is you. Your love is enough for me. I don't need the mansion in the city. I don't know. I don't need the house out in the country. All of that's a bonus, Lord. I don't need the gardens over there. I don't need the orchards, Lord. Those are a bonus, but I don't need that. Jesus, all I want to do is be with you because your love has filled every need in my heart. And I know that it will continue to fill all the needs I have for eternity. You see, my dear friends, it is his presence in heaven It is in his presence in heaven that we find peace, joy, and happiness. And most of all, we find hope. Perfect hope, perfect peace forever. Today, I want to ask you this question. What is stopping you from giving your heart to Jesus today? Why not? Why not in your heart right now? Simply say these words, Jesus, by your grace, I will be in heaven for eternity. My friends, the hope he offers, it's not just for the future, but he offers that perfect peace and hope for today. As you're sitting and watching, do you sense the spirit of God touching your heart? Maybe you've drifted away, or maybe, Maybe you've just happened to come upon this on Facebook or YouTube. And as you've watched, you've felt yourself pulled in and you feel a tugging on your heart. My dear friend, God is calling you today. He's calling you. And I'm appealing to you, don't hesitate. Give your heart to him today. Now, maybe you need to take a bigger step than that. Maybe you've already taken that step. And friends, if you want to give your heart to Jesus today, I I want to simply ask you, just leave a comment in whatever place you're now watching this, whether it be Facebook or YouTube, just leave a comment right now and say, I want to give my heart to Jesus, but maybe you need to make a, a more fuller commitment. And maybe that more full commitment is a, is a commitment to be baptized as a public expression of your faith in Jesus Christ. Maybe you need to say right now, Lord, I want to make that commitment. And friends, I want you now, if you want to make the commitment of baptism, I want you to go while this video is playing, you open up a new tab and you go to www.awr.org forward slash Bible. You go there right now. And you click on, I have a question. And this is all I want you to write there. I would like to be baptized and I need to know how to be baptized. Make sure we have your email address and we'll follow up with you, friend. We'll make sure that you begin the preparatory process of getting ready to be baptized. Maybe, friend, you need to say today that you're coming back all the way today. You're coming back all the way so you can be with him forever. Maybe you're facing a problem in your life. Maybe there's some habit that keeps coming, that keeps coming and keeping you from following Jesus all the way. Maybe today you want to say to him that you're surrendering it all to him today. Maybe right now, friend, you need to leave a, a comment And you need to say, I'm surrendering everything to Jesus today. Whatever that habit is, whatever that hindrance is, that's preventing you from following Jesus all the way. My dear friend, here's what I'm telling you. Our hope is not found in a politician. Our hope is not found in money. Our hope is not found in tangible things. It is only in the Lord's presence that there is hope. Hope for our future, but hope for us today. Hope for us right now who live in this helpless, hopeless world that's spiraling out of control. Jesus wants you to be in his presence. Do you want to accept that invitation today? My dear friend, don't hesitate. Paul says now is the time, today is the day. Make that decision. I know that you won't regret that decision. Leave a comment. Leave a comment right now. Whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, leave a comment. I'm surrendering it all to Jesus. I'm giving my heart today to Jesus. And if you wanna be baptized, go right now to awr.org forward slash Bible. Click on I have a question and say, how can I be baptized? Oh, my dear friend, now is the time. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that you, have, that you have done everything you can to save us. And we are thankful, Lord, that Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us. And I pray, I pray, dear Lord, that we would place our faith and hope and trust fully in Jesus, that we might be ready for Jesus when he comes again, to take us to that place that he's prepared. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. My dear friend, thank you so much for watching. Don't forget, go to awr.org forward slash Bible and check out the amazing resources that are available. And it's not too late, go there, click on ask a question. If you wanna be baptized, then say, how can I be baptized? Now additionally, I wanna let you know there's a special opportunity to become part of one of our online Zoom Bible study groups. You don't want to miss out. Go over to awr.org forward slash Bible. There, check out all the opportunities. My dear friends, there are many who purport to know the future, but there is only one sure word of prophecy, and that is this book. And together we'll continue to dig deep into into this book and unlocking Bible prophecies, digging deeper. God bless all of you. Remember to hit that subscribe so you can get notification of all these videos. We'll see you again next time. God bless.
1: Have enjoyed listening to the end-time prophetic events. Whether you've never before opened a Bible or have been studying it all your life, you'll gain new insights from this series. By looking at Revelation and Daniel as well as other books of the Bible, you'll find that the Bible itself clearly unlocks the mysteries of Bible prophecies. This will transform what may feel like a confusing book into something clear and understandable. If you want to learn more Bible truth, or ask a Bible question, or perhaps find freedom, healing, and hope in Jesus, please give us a call. Our WhatsApp number is plus 222 We are certain that you'll gain a deeper understanding of Jesus' love for you. And emerge with an even closer relationship with Him. For more information, visit us on the web at Bible.awr.org or send us an email at Bible.awr.org.
2: admit meaning I stop Cool
3: दे मुड़ देहु Bye.